It's The Difference, a podcast about the intersection of economics and politics. I handle the politics. I'm Dan O'Donnell. He handles the economics. He's Dave Spano, president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. Dave, I am shocked you are not with the other global elites in mm-hmm. Davos for the World Economic Forum. Well, the uh, the private jet is warming up right now, and so I'm going to head out with the power brokers of the world. So. Uh, I might be out there. No, I'm joking. It is unbelievable what's happening out in Davos right now, Dan. What do you mean? I mean, just as far as the power brokers that are there and the things that they're discussing, you know, you've got Manchin and Kristen Cinema rubbing elbows with the CEOs of, of the world. There's this snow-covered Swiss ski resort that all these power brokers are there, and they're trying to lay things out. I mean, it's incredible. You know, of course, the chairman of the event, do you know who Klaus Schwab is? Yes, of course. He is the closest thing that the world has to a supervillain. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because he looks and talks like a supervillain. I'm sorry. I, I don't know what your feelings are about Klaus Schwab, and I'm not saying this as like a conspiracy theorist. I don't theorist know him. I don't know him, D.O.D. Who believes, <laughs> well, that's, you know what, you're part of my conspiracy here, right. that it's Dave Spano secretly runs the world along with Klaus Schwab. No, the guy has got like this god complex. He's got the accent. Mm-hmm. He's got the look of a cartoon supervillain. I imagine that he lives in a volcano in a <laughs> secret lair, and he's got sharks with laser beams on them. Uh, according to a story by Breitbart, he is the founder and head of the World Economic Forum, and he is said to have a, quote, God complex and aims to run the organization until his death like a pope or a monarch. Now, no. Schwab himself will turn 85 years old in March, so it's probably not that much of a stretch to say he's going to run it until his death, but he just, I mean, I can see why there are so many conspiracy theories about him and about Davos and about all of this, because he, he really does seem to relish this. And then, periodically, he'll just flippantly say things like, yeah, I totally think the world's overpopulated and we need to do something about all this excess population uh what klaus is that where the sharks with laser beams come in or what, wow. what exactly are you talking about the thing that i've never understood about all the conspiracy theories though surrounding this okay i can get it with the bilderberg group and you know they meet at this bohemian grove yep. thing and you know every year i think alex jones is actually going to have an aneurysm live on his <laughs> internet show talking about bohemian grove the World Economic Forum is like one of the most heavily covered media events of the entire right, year. Right. You've got like reporters from every country are there. Exactly what secret stuff is going on. And then I actually said this on my radio show, Dave, and I had a texter, God bless him. He said, that's where they get you, Dan. They're hiding in plain sight. Oh I'm like, God. come on. Black helicopters. So if they're, do- so if they're helicopters. doing things, yeah. yes. So if they're doing things in the open, it's a conspiracy. If they're doing things in secret, it's a conspiracy. Yeah. I, I, I don't get I do get, though, you do have the most powerful people in government and in politics. It literally is the intersection of yeah. politics and economics. The one that kind they, of- They should be works. on our podcast with us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Maybe I can be like Alex Jones and I'll like secret 
secretly sneak in to the World Economic Forum, you know, smuggle myself in by getting a press pass and covering the event. Like I, you're a journalist. You're the thing that gets me though. The thing that does get me is why is the director of the FBI mm. there? Mm. I just that's the only one that rubs me the wrong way. Wisconsin Congressman Mike Gallagher is there. Uh, I believe he's going to be doing a chat because uh, he's now the the chairman of this uh, investigative committee on China. He's going to be talking about China in the free world and that sort of stuff. Uh, or he's also plotting to take over the world. I don't know. You take your pick. Yeah, well, I, I, it, it, I, is, it is the snow-covered Swiss ski resort that we mentioned. But, you know, China is there. Of course, the, the vice premier has said they're open to business, and they've been locked down for three years. So China being there is, is part of the story. I mean, the World Economic Forum really brings these folks around the world to this event, and, and they get a chance to talk to politicians. So China reopening, of course, uh, the European Union there, talking about what their clean energy, clean technology is there. By the way, you know, Greta Thornburg, again, is there with her cease and desist, and John Kerry and his, <laughs> you, you know that's happening as oh, well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I did. I In fact, uh, Kerry said the planet is already lost to climate change. I'm like, okay, let's party like it's 1999 <laughs> then. I mean, I'm going to... Now, did John Kerry, did he take a rowboat to Davos no. or did he take a private jet? He I mean, this is, the other th yeah. this is the other thing. It's like these people who are lecturing the rest of us. I'm sorry. I've got like a, a beat up old Toyota, right? You're jetting the world in a private... Which one of us do you think is doing more to help the climate? I myself have refrained from taking international private jets to luxury resorts in the Swiss Alps. I, I want to, you know, uh, clearly I have the money to do so. Give me a breath. I am just, and I think this is what lends itself to just this sort of inherent mistrust of these people who are telling us, you had one joker saying, well, we want to have cities of the future where everything is 15 minutes away and we have no more need for cars. Yeah, okay, you give you give up your BMW first and then I'll follow. I mm -hmm. think this is the sort of thing, this just sort of innate hypocrisy of ultra wealthy, ultra connected, ultra hypocrites lecturing the rest of the world world about how they want us peasants to live. You know, there's a lot going on besides all of those things. You know, they give an award away. I think it's called the Crystal Award. And uh, Idris Elba uh, got that award talking about how to make farming uh, more self-sustaining. But there is a lot of clean energy talk happening. And at the same time, on the other side of the world, are you familiar with ChatGBT? Oh my gosh, am I ever. It's crazy what they're doing. And of course, Microsoft yeah. made a huge investment in them. And they're going to install all of this AI technology in all of their products. I mean, for Folks, if you haven't seen it, it's well worth going and playing around with it. But, you know, what are they going to do when kids start having their papers written by ChatGPT? Oh, it's already it's already an issue. Oh, is In it? Fact, I didn't know that. There's software that teachers can use that will detect whether a paper was written by an artificial intelligence. And pretty much every school is going to need to have this software. For those who are unfamiliar, ChatGPT is a very advanced learning AI in which you can just order it to do something. 
and it will do it. For example, if you want it to write a basic code, and this is where I think the, the real practical use of chat GPT is going to come. Sure, I can have it write a term paper or I can have it do whatever, but I can say, hey, chat GPT, write me a code for a tic-tac-toe game, mm -hmm. and it'll do it instantly. Really? So people who don't understand Java or code language will be able to do this. I think this is going to be this this technology specifically and artificial intelligence more generally is going to be infinitely more revolutionary than any computing technology we've seen before. And that includes the personal computer. It is going to change everything. There is something funny. Have you experimented yep. or seen other people experiment with chat GPT? Try to get ChatGPT to write, someone did uh, write an argument against Drag Queen Story Hour. Mm -hmm, really? It will tell you, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Drag Queen Story Hour is proven by science to be harmless to children, and it's an enriching experience. There are other examples of ChatGPT wow. refusing to go against a woke narrative. There was one where it was something as innocuous as, hey, ChatGPT, make fun of Yale University. Right. Yeah. It was, you know, obviously some Harvard guy, right. you know, and said, I'm sorry, Yale does important research. And as an institution of public learning, it would be damaging to public discourse for me to make fun of it. Wait, what? What? So, so, so this AI is woke. All right. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it is chat GPT is the woke AI. So, you know, it's going to make a billion dollars, right? A billion yep. dollars, yep. 20 billion, a non woke AI. Dave, <laughs> this is how you and I can get invited to Davos next year. We invent a non woke AI that will make fun of every liberal darling you can imagine. You tell open AI to do Greta Thunberg jokes, doggone it. Our AI will make Greta Thunberg jokes. <laughs> Uh, in all seriousness, though, yeah. we, we do talk about th the way that, and, and I'm actually kind of shocked, well, maybe not, that the focus of Davos and, and the focus of, you know, the media and all this is on environmentalism and mm -hmm. sustainability. The future is clear. I, I don't think people fully grasp how disruptive artificial intelligence is going to be for people's jobs. Mm -hmm. I mean, jobs that we thought. Do you there think? Was do you no think it way. could be a talk radio? Do you think it could? Oh my a god! Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. The Simpsons predicted it thirty years ago. It was like the two wacky morning DJs, and they had a something called the DJ two thousand or DJ three thousand or whatever, and it would say, "How about those clowns in Washington? Mm. What a bunch of stupid clowns!" <laughs> That's basically my talk show in a nutshell. Uh, <laughs> clearly, the DJ oh, it's so much more than that. Come the on, DJ three thousand could clearly replace me right now. Yes, I do believe, and this is the thing: you're going to see jobs that you would never think that are going to be endangered by artificial intelligence that are endangered. We, what what have we been telling kids for the last ten years? Learn coding, learn mm -hmm. to code. That is potentially Speak irrelevant, <laughs> right? Speak Mandarin. Speak Mandarin. You can write an entire thing, and an artificial intelligence can translate it in perfect Chinese. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've already got that with Google Translate to some extent, but the exponential learning abilities of artificial intelligence. 
I'm not worried about the Matrix or a Terminator situation yet, but I am telling you that the threat to humanity isn't that the machines will rise up and kill us all like we're in Westworld, but rather that the technology is going to be so good so quickly and so ubiquitous that it's going to revolutionize the job market. It's going to revolutionize everything. And at the same time, Dan, we're seeing uh, schools and, and grades that are pathetic, right? Yeah, so, right, exactly. So, so how do you square those two things? It's going gonna, it's gonna to take the place of a job market. I mean, how long have we been talking about the skills gap, right? Yeah, right. Well, what if it were possible to make up that skills gap without people? Okay. What if it were possible to, instead of paying not just a salary, but benefits, dealing with workers who might not show up, dealing with interpersonal problems among employees, you have an artificial intelligence that does the accounting. You have Mm -hmm. an artificial intelligence that writes the legal brief Mm -hmm. for you. I'm I'm telling you, it is incredible what these things are going to be able to do and what they're going to be able to do in, we're not talking decades, Dave. We're talking years. Well, it's, it's the, I mean, it's the kiosk at McDonald's. You know, obviously people, you know, scoff yeah. at that idea. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where it's at right now. Well, look at, have you gone to a Walmart lately? Mm-hmm. I know since you're, since you go to the well, World Economic Forum, <laughs> on, you're very, on, on, on my private jet, yes. You're way higher class. You shop at Target. Walmart has <laughs> all but, <laughs> Target, yeah. You're a high class dude. Uh, that's why he's making the big way. He goes to Target. And occasionally, he will frequent some of the rare, hard-to-find stores like Kmart. <laughs> Did you know there are still a couple Kmart's no, left? is there I really? Was, my mind was blown no when I found this out. I thought uh, they wouldn't be gay. <laughs> but my point is that at Walmart, at least at a number of them, they have all but replaced cashiers. Mm-hmm. They have massive areas for self-checkout. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think is going to happen when we realize that in greater skilled, more education required jobs, that starts to happen as well. We're looking at a potential earthquake in the job market. Yep. Well, you know, and that's really what's happening. You talk about what's happening with the Federal Reserve and always comes back to them, right? And yep. that is what they're trying to do. They're trying to lower the demand for for in the job market right now. That's their big concern. And that's you think about the Fed's job, you know, they have two jobs, control inflation and make sure we're at full employment. Where they're trying to literally raise the unemployment rate but maybe chat gpt is going to is going to help them do that but folks you know we we're getting it to the end of the clock here but this is the time to go through your portfolio there's a lot of moving parts you know value versus growth i mean that has has that chassis moved large cap versus mid cap small and mm-hmm. mid cap doing really well International, as we talked about in, in at the World Economic Forum, versus domestic, and of course fixed income. You can get a two-year Treasury paying four percent. This is the time to go through your portfolio, setting it and forgetting it, and not having a plan is not the best course going forward. No, it hasn't been for a while now, and certainly with all the uncertainty, it's not moving forward. That's why we always recommend you head to AnnexWealth.com. You understand truly 
fully what you own, why you own it. You get a free wealth metric. You work with something who's uh, someone who's working or something. Yep. I don't know. It could be an Dave AI, already, right? Yeah, Dave might already have replaced all his I employees am a computer. with AIs. Yes. We don't. Yeah, it, is this really Dave? Is this? <laughs> you say, I'm sorry, I can't end the show just yet, Dave. I'm sorry, I can't do that. Could you imagine? I'm just. It's. They could. They could theoretically in ten years replace well look at what they're doing before we go look at what they're doing james earl jones has signed away his voice rights to disney disney is going to continue having james earl jones play darth vader long after james earl jones is dead Mm -hmm. by using artificial intelligence to essentially modulate james earl jones's voice with all of the recordings they have of him so that he can say things from beyond the grave i mean that that is something that is so beyond incomprehensible just a couple of years ago i would I, i would i would say dan you better keep changing your your inflection so they, they can't copy you. <laughs> they can't catch me. Nope. I heart media, you're not replacing <laughs> me just yet. Hey, Dave, it's always a pleasure chatting with you again. Head to AnnexWealth.com. He's Dave Spano. I'm Dan O'Donnell, and we both say thanks for listening to The Difference. Annex Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor. For more information about our firm, please visit AnnexWealth.com. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is subject to change without notice. Opinions expressed are those of the participants and don't necessarily reflect those of Annex Wealth Management, its producers, hosts, or guests. The host of the podcast is compensated for his endorsement of Annex Wealth Management. Information presented should not be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice, or a recommendation or solicitation for the sale of any product or strategy. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from qualified professionals to determine whether whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Investments involve risks. Neither Annex Wealth Management nor its podcast participants shall be liable for losses resulting from decisions based on information or viewpoints presented on this podcast.